And uh, if you haven't been with us, we first went through the healing codes. And for the next three weeks, I'm going to go through these love codes, then we'll be done. But you guys getting something out of this? Let me just share something with you. Um, I think this is the best book I've read in probably 20 years as far as ministry, um, belief, etc. Because, well, I love the science behind it, one, just because I was an engineer. But two, it's, um, <laughs> he writes what I believe, which, so that helps me, obviously. But uh, what I love is we're going to go meet some of these guys on Thursday, uh, Dr. Ben, etc. And here, the proof is in the pudding to me, guys, is um, as I was talking to him, I've talked to Dr. Ben quite a bit now, is he goes, listen, he goes, if people have Lou Gehrig's cancer, etc., he goes, if they're willing to go through this process and heal their heart, they will be healed. It's so awesome. It's, so we don't have to have these ministry excuses of, well, it's because your lack of faith and all this kind of nonsense, or your unbelief's higher than your belief. And I just, I just, I hate that garbage because it puts the, the it puts the stress back on the person. Well, I must, there must be something I'm lacking. There must be something I'm doing wrong, or there must be something I need to go do yet or find out about or something like that. Does that make sense to you guys? And so um, I was going to title this, I'm just going to go Love Code 1 because I'm going to do this for, the, we'll finish this up in two, three weeks, is I wanted to go... Uh, Christianity will kill you. That didn't sound very life-giving, so. <laughs> so the, the love code, <laughs> because it says the, I, and I mean traditional Christianity, and uh, I can speak from experience, is, is you know what, Jesus is, is perfect, etc. and uh, religion is just your God's, or not God's way, it's man's way of getting you to perform in order to somehow achieve what God wants to freely give you as a son. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So, uh, uh, hopefully this will free you up, but I'm just going to read this part. So this is the love code. It used to be called uh, Beyond Willpower, and this fits, guys. If you look at Joseph Prince where he talks about, um, and I think even that, sometimes we get confused. He, he talks about effortless healing and effortless success. Doesn't that sound good? Effortless success. How many guys would like effortless success? Yeah, amen. And I think that at the end of the day, you still go, but how? That sounds wonderful. How's the effortless success? And he really just goes through this. And if you ever get confused, guys, it's Philippians 4. That's all it is. It's Philippians 4, and uh, he goes, hey, listen, don't worry about anything. Whatever is causing you angst, worry, anxiety, etc., instead of worrying about it, which is just really meditating on the wrong thing, he says, why don't you pray about it? And the shalom of God will guard your hearts and minds, is what it says. It's not going to battle the demon over your house. It says it's going to guard your heart and mind, which is where the true spiritual warfare is. Spiritual warfare is, I want you to believe the right spirit, not the spirit of slavery where I have to go do, that's the old covenant, the slavery of sonship where we simply go, Abba, Father. And to a Jewish mind, if, you're, if you can call him Father, that means you're co-equal. You own everything the Father has. Isn't that beautiful? So he goes, you're not a slave. Moses was a picture of slavery. You got to go work. You got to go do something. And so that's where I just be careful because uh, the message has to be, you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Well, if I'm complete in Christ, then what do I need to do? Nothing. Amen. Now, that'll get me thrown out of most churches, like I said, because read your Bible more, do this more, do that more, do that more. Uh, hey, guys, that'll kill you if you, don't, if you don't understand it. I've seen people read their Bible forever and not know one thing in it. They can quote scripture, but they don't know it's about Jesus. So they're just like the old covenant priests where Jesus rebukes them. He says, listen, you study that thing day and night, but you can't find life in it because you don't know it was written about me. Now, I fulfilled everything in there. So if you're ever going to read it, all you need to do is go, that promise is yes to me now. That's all I need to know. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? And really where it has to start is you're completely forgiven. He loves you perfectly. There's nothing wrong with you. 
That's a rest for my conscience. That's exactly what it was. So the Jews understood, hey, that scapegoat, when it goes out into the wilderness, that means my sins went with it and I'm free. Amen? Now, Jesus did it once and for all is what it says. So you're completely sinless. Isn't that good news? So I'm just going to read this first part of this and we'll go through scripture. We'll see how we get. So um, I'm just going to read this first part. It says, and here's what I would ask you. And this is, um, if you could ask for anything, he calls it the genie. If you had a genie like Aladdin in front of you, if you could ask for anything right now, what would you ask for? But you only get one wish. So he says, what do you want more than anything else right now? And you can answer that. And I'll tell you, I answered it wrong. Just he sets you up. So I was like, oh, this, oh, man, if I could have anything, really? I, I added a lot of things in there. Good looking wife, success, all those things, right? <laughs> really, I was like, I want it all. I, I want everything that's in there and nothing lacking, nothing less, amen? And then the next question is, well, how would it make you feel? If you were granted that wish, what would it make you feel? And that's where the real issue is. It'll be love, joy, peace. It'll be a fruit of the spirit. If that was granted to you, what would it make you feel? Now, the truth is it has been granted to you. And now he's given us the ability to go manifest that. The supernatural power of God comes out of our heart by what we believe, not your level of faith. Faith is a noun. Martin and I were just talking about that. Faith is the title deed. It's not something that you have to. Uh, and people, where people get messed up is they, it's, the, it's the faith and grace. In fact, I just had a conversation with this pastor. It's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a truth and grace guy. So I speak about truth one time and then I speak about grace. Like, what does that even mean? It's Jesus. The whole thing's about Jesus. So if I, if I talk about Jesus, that's the truth about your life. And how, how did you get the truth about your life? Was it by what you works? Or was it by faith you believe Jesus did it for you? That's all faith is. It's not a thing. It's a noun that all those promises Jesus fulfilled and now they're true to me. That's all faith is. Does that make sense? So anyway, all right. So what do you want more than anything right now? And the, the answer to that is, is interesting. So, and then he says, I'll ask you two more questions a little later, but I'll give you a hint. The right answer is always an inward state such as love, joy, peace, etc. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's always love, joy, peace. I need safety. I need security. I need to be significant. I need people to love me and not belittle me. That's, we all have that. Do we not? We all want to feel good about ourselves. And so the wrong answer is an external circumstance. Like if you're, if you're having tra- money challenges right now, you're probably going to go, man, if I had 100 million bucks, what would it do for you? You would rest, wouldn't you? You wouldn't worry about the economy, shamanomy, all this different stuff. And I would tell you, don't worry about it anyway. So anyway, the wrong answer is an external circumstance. Money, health, achievement. Hey, if you're, if you're sick, guess what you would ask more than anything? If you're on your deathbed, Lord, I want you to heal me, right? The challenge is, that's not where the issue is. The issue is in your heart. I'm getting ahead of myself. So achievement, relationship based on what someone else uh, it does, it's the wrong answer because it's self-defeating. Why? Let's turn to the typical three-step blueprint for failure we mentioned in the introduction. Remember this model, which is used in most self-help industry, industry has a 97% failure rate. Guys, this, this, is, this is exactly how Christianity is taught, too. Focus on what you want, okay? Number two is figure out a plan to get there, put the plan into action. How many of you guys have heard that? I've actually taught that, sorry. Because guess what? People I respected taught that to me. And then Barb and I honestly would sit at home, I go, but we didn't do that. We didn't do that, but that's what we're taught to do, so I guess that's what we need to do. And you know what? We started to experience death. I mean, it, it didn't work. You start feeling worse about yourself. Where if you just go, Lord, I believe you love me enough that you're going to bless me. And if you get that deep in your heart, guys, you, you really just, you start, are persuaded of that. Will I do anything or not? Lord, you're going to do something for me. And if I lose it all, it doesn't really matter because 
you're going to restore it to a place that's even better. Thank you, Lord. That's where you get. So I'm not trying to take authority over it, and I'm trying to do this out of willpower because most, most people are trying to have a word of faith out of their own willpower, and that's, guess what? If you're lacking anything, well, do this more. I you guys have heard that. In fact, go be like Jesus. Go, go get your Bible and go pray and fast for 40 days. And I actually wrote that. I go, if you try, you know the what would Jesus do bracelet? If you try to do what Jesus did, it'll kill you. It really should be believe what Jesus did for you, not go try to do what he did for you. Follow me? He's the only one that could be in Scripture day and night. Not you, so go to sleep. Okay? It's because I give to my beloved even when they sleep. Praise God, I love the new covenant. So, and I'll get more results on the verses the guy in his Bible day and night, I promise you. Because I'll just rest in it going, Lord, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I just had it. snacks and I'm going to bed. Take care of me while I'm sleeping, Lord. Hallelujah. Just bless me when I wake up. Bless me when I go in. When I'm out, you just bless me. Hallelujah. I know that's in there, right? So, okay. Now, from a clinical perspective, virtually every problem in your life comes from that very formula. Hey, figure, find out what you want and then go do something to get it and then keep on doing it until you get it. And here's what it says. That will make you sick up to 95% of all illness, disease related to stress. Number two, that stress will dumb you down. And what it is, it's a fear of something. I'm missing something. That's why I don't like most of the religious teaching that tell you to do something more or less. Hey, do something more or less. And Jesus clearly goes, the kingdom of God is not in what you eat or drink. Meat or drink is what he says because people are trying to do all these rules to him. He said, but it's about something that happens in your heart. Follow me? So it's not anything external, it's internal. It's what you believe. So it stress, it stums you down. It shunts blood away from your higher intellectual centers. It kills creativity, problem-solving skills. Number three, it drains your energy. So when I people do that, you're eventually you're just going to get tired. You're just going to get tired. I've been there. And that's where you go, the heck with this. Thank God that's where, I wouldn't change all the legalism that I went through, word of faith, charismatic, etc., because it showed me how futile it is. Honestly, I did. I was like, I was normal until I met you guys. And I, at least I had joy. We were, we were at least happy. <laughs> now you guys, hey, do this more. There's no joy. Like, I can tell how it's working for you. You're really happy. I can tell. So I'll never see anybody happy that tells me to do some religious exercise more. That's a, that's a, that's a condition of lack in their own heart. Because they're going, I'm working my tail off. And I'm ticked that I'm not getting the results, so I'm going to tell them to go do what I'm doing. Because I'm going to boast in my self-righteousness. I'm going to boast in what I do versus what he did for me. Follow me? All right. So number four, stress, stress makes you approach everything with negativity. I can't do it. It's not going to work. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not attractive enough. The economy's too bad. This and that, etc. That's why. Um, anyway, number five, stress makes you feel, fail at almost any task. So that very formula, hey, I'm, I want something, so I'm going to develop a plan. And Christianity is the same way. Hey, I want this to happen in my life. So my formula is going to be, and it can be even avoid things. See, that's the church for 2,000 years. Don't get sucked in by the world. That's the wrong message to these little guys. The little guys is he loves you perfectly, man. Don't worry about any of that stuff. That's the perfect message for these guys. I don't mean little. You guys could double leg me and hurt me. You guys know that. These are all wrestlers. So anyway, you know what I'm saying. I mean, younger than me is what I should say. So... They're badder than me. They're just younger than me. Is that, is that fair, Ramiko? Yeah, okay. All right. It actually, you lose the ability to be persuaded in your heart. You actually lose the ability to have faith. The very thing that they're trying to have you to 
perform, you can't do because your body's dumbed down. And so here's what it says. Putting that plan into action relies on your willpower, which is just as ineffective as external expectations. Science has finally verified that our personal experience has proven over the years. We can't get what we want through willpower. Do something more or don't do something. I'm going to refrain from this. Don't do that because the world will suck you in. No, the reason they desire to do that is because it's a condition of their heart. It has nothing to do with those things you're seeing out there. The, the root is something that they believe incorrectly about themselves. So, Dr. Bruce Lipton, former cell biologist at Stanford Medical School and now a best-selling author, stressed that trying to create the life, health, and success that you want through willpower is a million-to-one long shot. That's because, according to Dr. Lipton, the subconscious mind, which is really what I would call it the heart, as we've been talking about in Proverbs, it's your spirit man, your real man, is one million times more powerful than the conscious mind where your willpower resides. That is the whole scripture. Hey, listen, I came not to do. I wanted you to believe what I did. I want you to be persuaded in your heart. And the science behind it, Joey's an electrical engineer. I just love the science behind it. I'm not going to get into it. Go into the healing codes, but it's truly this. Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about this. If you go read her books, love is a, it is a thing. You know, I, Albert Einstein says E equals MC squared. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So energy, everything that is, has an energy or a frequency to it. So love has a frequency to it, right? Now what's interesting is fear has the exact opposite frequency. And if you take an electrical engineer and you go, hey, if you have a sine wave that looks like that and the other one's the exact opposite, what do you get? Flat, nothing. Perfect love casts out fear. He just shows you the science of how you do it. Isn't that fascinating? So let's go through this. Is that okay? I think this is the best book I've ever read, honestly, about spirituality because it's real to me. And uh, I've talked to some of you guys, they're getting results. They're going, you know, it's the first time I've slept. It's the first time I felt peace. And uh, talking to these guys, that's what they said. In 25 years, they never had anybody. There's lots of things on the internet. Hey, they didn't work for me, etc. And he goes, honestly, the only time it didn't work when people were not willing to do it or they weren't willing to submit to it, going, all right, I guess I am messed up, but I don't want to admit it. And they don't dare do that. Does that make sense? And I would just tell you, hey, we all got issues in our life that we've been programmed incorrectly. Let's fix it. Because you're designed beautifully. You're designed perfectly. You're designed to go have everything you want. Success, health, relationships, everything. But faith worketh by love, not your doing. And love, how many times does it fail? Never. And that's all he's talking about. As you go through this book, just remember that. God loves you enough that he'll heal your heart and your spirit if that's where you need the healing. Stop trying to do it out here. Does that help you guys? All right, let's go through this. I will, I'll, I'll actually skip through this pretty quickly. So, all right. Oh, you know what? You need to put the little cursor right on the deal, Tawana. All right. So this is just a quote out of the book. All fear comes from an absence of love, just as darkness is always an absence of light. So fear is, not, fear is just the absence of love. That's what Carolyn Leaf talks about. He goes, your body is not designed to go produce any of those things. It's truly the absence of love. The frequency of love directly counteracts the frequency of fear. Just to underscore the connection between love, light, and healing, the ancient Hebrew word for healing literally means blinded by the light. Isn't that beautiful? Who's that song? Manfred Mann, that's right. I was trying to remember it. I love that kind of stuff. So my older brothers were all older, so I listened to all that 60s and 70s music, which is beautiful. Manfred Mann, and yeah. That's good music if you'd ever... We've got a whole playlist back there. That's sometimes you. <laughs> so, all right. 1 John 4.10. In this, 
and this is love. So here's what he said. Listen, love is everything. And that's what we talked about 1 Corinthians 13. You can pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. You can read your Bible more than anybody else. You can do this more, do that more. He goes, if you, if you don't understand, it's all about the condition of your heart and that God loves you perfectly, what's it profit you? Nothing is what it says. So that's why I see all these tongue talkers so frustrated. Am I against praying in tongues? No, but if you pray in tongues, honestly, not knowing that what it really is all about, I don't think it does anything for you. And I would just, you can disagree with me all day long, but I'll take all those tongue talkers and go, then why is all this nonsense in your life going on? How long have you been talking, praying in tongues? Does anybody agree with me? I do. I'm happy whether you guys are not. I'm just like, hey, you know what? Before I prayed in tongues, my life worked really well. After I prayed in tongues, my life really worked really well. No, it's the secret. What's well, not working for you? So you need to find a better secret. Now, am I against all that? No, what, what is it showing? It, praying in tongues really to me is, it, why it's edifying the body is what it says. It's edifying the doma. Is it's edifying to us because it's good news that Jesus has conquered death. And this is a picture of what we're going to see in the resurrected body. We'll be able to speak in angelic tongues. It's just a fruit of it right now that we can enjoy. That, when I know that, like, Lord, you know what? I know you're praying the perfect prayer for me. I, I believe if somebody's praying in tongues without an expectation that, Lord, you're, this, is, this is the perfect prayer for me, I don't think it does them anything. That's just me. If they're just praying in tongues, angry, etc., because their heart won't accept it yet, I don't, think nothing's, I don't think anything's happening in their life. I really don't. And you can disagree with me. That's not a salvation issue, but I just met a lot of tongue talkers who their life is a mess. And there's no joy, and, but they, man, they pray in tongues a lot. So... But if they don't have love, what scripture says, if they don't know the Father's love for them, which he just identifies there, that praying in tongues profits them nothing. That's not me saying that, that's scripture saying that, right? Okay, why? Because love is a condition of the heart and everything, every issue is out of what? The heart. All right, 1 John 4.10, in this is love, not that we love God. So you can relax, guys. You don't have to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. How many of you have heard that? It's wrong teaching. You cannot do it. He qualifies this. In this is love. Not that we loved God. Right? Because how do you know if you've loved him with all your heart, mind, and soul? You ever get mad at God ever? I have. Almost daily. Well, I guess you're out. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. That's how he defines love. Here's how I define love. When you were dead in sin, I sent my son to die for you. This is Paul's argument over and over and over. I know this is John, but Paul talks about this the whole time. He goes, listen, if God sent his son when you were dead in sin, how will he not freely give you all things? If God sent his son when you didn't deserve it, now that you're back in the family and he loves you perfectly, he's trying to persuade your heart. He's trying to go, when you didn't, when you, when you didn't pray, you didn't fast, you didn't even know what a Bible was, I did this for you. That's how much I love you. Don't you think now that I'll still do that for you unconditionally? You guys get it? So he's going, stop worrying about your love for me. It's my love for you. And how, how I demonstrated it is I sent Jesus to forgive you of your sin. All right? Keep going down 17. Love has been perfected or complete among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we right now. Isn't that beautiful? He's the last band, the last Adam. So your life is tied up in his, meaning he was perfect, 
How's God going to bless you? As if you were perfect, even though you know you're not. That's the, that's the spiritual battle. Lord, I don't, I don't deserve anything right now. Ask for something big. Seriously. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. There is no fear in love. That's what he's talking about. When you have fear in your life, it actually shuts down your ability to believe. It shuts down your, your body's ability to heal itself perfectly. When you get a cut on your finger, do you sit there and pray and fast and take authority over it? Do you? What do you do? You forget about it. So when you get diagnosed with something, what should you really do? No, no, no. You got to battle the spiritual warfare and demon and take authority over it and go, I'm healed in Jesus' name. It's not what it says, but that's what people say. So you know what they say. Yeah, they, they are wrong usually. So love has been perfected among us. There's no fear in love. Hallelujah. Love never fails. Didn't we read that? Sometimes, doesn't it say prophecy fails? Doesn't it say sometimes tongues fail? But what never fails? Love. That's beautiful. All right. But perfect love casts out fear because it's the exact opposite sine wave. As little as the frequency of love is the exact opposite of fear. So you get, I know I'm going through this experience, whether it's finances, my marriage, my business, whatever. But if I can truly stay in love, I don't feel the effects of that nonsense. And I can think clearly. I get words of knowledge. I get witty inventions. I just live life. I expect things to work in my life. Isn't that beautiful? That's how it works, the science behind it. So, because fear involves torment or judgment is what it says. But he who fears has not been perfect in love. So that's what he's saying. If you're worried about anything, stop doing it. I love you perfectly. If I sent my son, I proved it to you. When you were sinful, I sent him to forgive you of your sin. Now anything else you need, come on, I'm going to do that for you. You can rest. Trust that I'm a loving father and I just want to bless you. Isn't that better? Now build your faith. See, I just think it's backwards. No wonder we go, well, which is it? Do I take authority or rest? What do I do? Right? I would tell you to rest. They, they have the science as we go through this next two, three weeks. So traditional Christianity will kill you. Because tr traditional Christianity is that thing of success. If something's going wrong in your life, pray more. Fast more. Read your Bible more. Pray in tongues more. But scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known of God. And the one month, at one month, the shalom of Jesus will guard your heart and mind. It'll also battle the demon, but no, it doesn't say that. Your stream said that. So, <laughs> if you are trying to do what Jesus did, if you're trying to go fast, if you're trying to do this more, do something less, Right? It'll kill you because that very thing that you're trying to find life in cannot. It'll actually keep you from actually doing it. They have the science. In fact, here's, here's how he prays. I'm just going to step ahead a little bit. So, because here's how I was taught in charismatic word of faith. Something's wrong with you. It's only if it's bad that you start trying to take authority of it. If it's little, you don't even worry about it and it just heals itself. Isn't that true? All of a sudden, something bad happens to us and man, we're taking authority and calling our prayer partners and, and doing all this stuff versus why don't you just rest and trust that he loves you enough that he'll heal you. Isn't that better? Easier? Because here's what, here's what they actually do the science on this. Is if your heart, the real you, the spirit man, 
is believing some fear, your body cannot heal itself. It's really interesting. So if, you, if your limb is hanging off and you go, I am healed in Jesus' name, and you don't believe it in your heart, it actually lessens your chance of being healed. And they do the, the science behind this. They come up with these heart variabilities where they go, I am healed in Jesus' name, and their internal stress goes through the roof. It's like lie detectors where they, hey, what's this, what's this, or, what's your name, it's Mike, um, are, 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 are you healed? Yes, I'm healed, and my body's falling apart. The, the internal stress goes, whoop, they can measure, measure it. What's interesting when they go, Lord, I desire to be healed, their stress level goes down, and your body will heal itself. I believe that with all my heart, guys. I really do. Now, I think it's the grace of God. People running around yelling at people, be healed and everything else, that he's, he heals them because he's not going to, that's just who he is. But I think we would see a lot more if you just rested a little bit and figure out what's in your heart. Ask God, the Holy Spirit, to heal what's in your heart that's causing this symptom in the first place. Because in perfect love, your body heals itself perfectly is what it says. So let's just get there, in my opinion. Follow me? Is that easier for you too? See, I can accept that. Lord, I believe you love me enough. It's your faithfulness I'm gonna worry about because mine's gonna go all over the place. My, wa- my faith is gonna waver. Any, any of your faith ever waver or are you just solid? You're the word of God, tongue-talking. I got it all, man. And then you and I sit down and you're like, man, you, all these fears start coming out. I go, that's normal, it's okay. Stop trying to do it. Does that, does that help you guys? Okay, so if you believe what Jesus did for you, you'll find life. That's what he said. And that's what Proverbs says. He's li- listen, if you can find my words, my message, Jesus, not, not study scripture to find the right, oh, I missed all of that, now I finally found it. That'll kill you because it's coming from a position of lack. I must not know something that's in there, so I need to go find it to heal me. And the message of Jesus was, I didn't come to judge you. You're sinless. I came to save you. You're perfect. I love you perfectly. There's nothing wrong with you. I sent my son to die for you. I will freely do anything else you need in your life. Just rest in that truth. That's the message of Jesus. Does that help you guys? When you find those words, man, all of a sudden your body starts to heal is what it says. They're, they're life to your flesh. Is, is that, does that help? I'm not, I'm not, at least we were talking about this because you did the 40-day fast, and, right? Did you find life there? <laughs> no. And so I'm not picking on you because most of these people have done it. I just, that was a recent conversation. So I was like, thank you, Lord, because I was once going to do it. We, we had these people go, man, you'll feel so free when you're 40-day fast. I'm, and I'm thinking, man, that just doesn't sit right. Um, David, if the Yankees and Cardinals go to the World Series, how in the world are we not going to eat a hot dog? No, I can't, man. I'm on a 40-day fast. I would punt that fast so fast. <laughs> I won't find life there because I can't do what Jesus did. I will find life by believing the right thing in my heart, whether I fast or don't fast. Does that help you guys? Okay. All right. 2 Corinthians 3.2. You are an epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but where? Your heart. Right? Verse 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter of the old covenant. The old covenant was, do these things, then you'll be successful. Including that was study scripture day and night. Pray these times, fast these times. That will kill you. That's what scripture says doesn't it? But the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit does what? Life. So what's the Spirit? So Jesus came out of the water with the sin of the world, 
on him, and the Spirit came on him, and he heard the Father's voice, said, this is my Son, in him I'm well pleased. Then he goes out into the desert to fulfill Old Covenant Scripture, to be the scapegoat for us, right? And what does the enemy try to get him to do? Do something. The reason your situation's not working is because you're not doing something enough, or you're doing something too much. Stop doing that. Then you'll find life. No, you will not. You'll actually desire to do it more. Does that help you guys? What is the Spirit? I love you perfectly. You're completely forgiven. I'll, I'll freely give you everything. You're a son in the family. Rest. That's the rest. Follow me? You guys, you guys good with what that says? The Spirit is something you believe in your heart that animates, that brings to life. Now, if you believe the... Here's where we, we get so messed up. If you're, if you're chasing demons and you believe all this stuff, generational curses, it's going to start manifesting. It really is going to because you start to believe that. We're so fearfully... He just said the heart is a million times more powerful than your head. What you believe in your heart will produce. It'll animate. It'll bring something to life. Follow me? But if you believe the right thing, that he loves you perfectly and he'll take care of you, that will also animate. That'll, you'll bring that to life by believing what your heart. It's a million times more powerful than you trying to do something. That's always the, the scripture over and over. I'm just showing you various scriptures that all say the same thing. Love never fails. Good? Okay. I'll finish this up, I promise. Second Peter 1.1, 1, 1, I'm just showing you different ones. Simon Peter, bondservant apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have obtained, who have obtained, if you have obtained something, do you need to do something to go get it? No. Peter's not telling them to do something more. He's telling them they already have it. Isn't he? To those of you who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. How did they obtain it? By the righteousness of God. Okay, verse two. Grace and peace, supernatural favor, and stop worrying. I'll just put it in our, stop being anxious, worried. What's another word for that? Uh, those kind of cover it. Fearful about everything. Grace, the supernatural favor of God, and shalom be multiplied. Didn't he say it's a million times more powerful, what you believe in your heart? Be multiplied to you in the knowledge. What's knowledge? Is it something you can perform? It's something you know, you're intimate with, right? The knowledge of God and Jesus of our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? How did he give us all things? Somebody has to tell you you've been given all things, right? The old covenant are pictures, but the new covenant says, how will they know unless somebody tells them about what Christ did for them? That's true. So, through the knowledge of him, it was called, I'm just showing you all these things are things that we have to believe. It's not something that we have to do. Through the knowledge of him, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Can you do a promise? If somebody promises you something, is there something you can do? What do you need to do with somebody who promise you? Sweetie, I promise you. She believes it. Now, there's certain things probably I go, sweetie, I promise. She's like, I've seen this before. <laughs> there's no persuasion of the heart. And I think that's most Christians. Hey, just take authority over you. I've been taking authority over this stupid sickness for 10 years and I'm still a mess, right? That's exactly right because we haven't healed the heart yet. Relax and let your body heal itself, okay? So how do we obtain all this exceedingly great and precious promises through those who've been partaken of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And I talked about what lust is last week. The lust of the flesh is not a sex sin. It's not a, uh, uh, um, it's, 
The lust of the flesh is something's going on in my life that I don't like. I'm not finding life somewhere. I'm worried. I'm anxious. Uh, I'm not having the success I want in my business, etc. So I'm going to go do something more. That is the lust of the flesh. I need to go perform. He says, faith, let what have its perfect work? Be patient. Let the Holy Spirit do this into your life. You stop trying to produce it. You start to believe the right thing about your life. Just be patient. The lust of the flesh is, I'm not patient. Take authority. <laughs> so, if you don't believe me, look at the people doing it. So they will not have love, peace, and joy. I'm just telling you. It's a, well, there are some. But God's just gracious enough to, like, I'll, I'll throw you a bone, even though you're doing that and falling down and doing all these things. Um, your people are still a mess. I deal with them. So, all right, let's keep going. So what are we supposed to do instead? What does Peter say? Hey, Peter just does the same thing. You're perfect. You've, you've obtained like precious faith. What is faith? The truth that all those promises are yes. It's not something to build. It's something to, uh, okay, I accept that Jesus did that for me. And you accept Paul's argument, you accept Peter's argument. He goes, listen, here's how I showed my love to you. When you were completely sinless, the wrath of the father, Ramiko, coming to go get one of his guys. Somebody stole my kids and they're in a situation that I don't like. I'm gonna move heaven and earth. I'm not gonna sleep until I rescue that kid and bring him back where he's safe. He will do that for you. That's the wrath of God. The wrath of man is blood, Cain and Abel, right? The wrath of God is, I'm gonna rescue my kids. You guys get it? I love my kids so much, I'm gonna rescue my kids. So if there's something going on, what's the, what's the conclusion of all this stuff? If we're worried about stuff, that's the real issue. And we all have it to some extent. I'm not getting up here. I'm the last guy that go, man, I don't worry about anything. Or man, look, I got my act all together. And no way, man, it's easier to go. Don't follow me. God does this stuff for me. Follow, does, that, does that help you? Because my tendency, we're flesh. We want to worry about stuff, don't we? The lust of the flesh. If you don't do this, then this won't happen. That is the lust of the flesh. The Spirit is, let the Father's love have its perfect work. He will take care of this situation for you. In fact, if you start to just focus on love right now, he loves me perfectly. So if you need finances, what do you focus on? His love for you. If you need your body healed, what do you focus on? His love for you. If there's a challenge going on in your relationships, what do you focus on? His love for you. Because it never fails. You go, man, if you love me enough, Lord, I don't even know where the issue is. So here's the real problem. We don't know where the issue is. It's in our, we've got something in our heart you, as a little kid, and we don't even know it. It's our, it's our heart. It's our subconscious. And out of it flow the issues of life. It flows. How do we get the life flowing with milk and honey? Out of your belly. That's what he's talking Out of your inner man is going to flow life, is what he's saying. And then people just minimize it to just, that's praying in tongues. Oh, yeah? I've seen you praying in tongues for 80 years I don't think he's talking about that. I think he's talking about truly the spirit is, is in your heart where it's just magnifying when you believe the right thing about yourself that God's gonna rescue you, heal you, provide for you. It's powerful. I believe that's that flowing out of the heart. And you can argue with me again. I would just ask you to check your, your own life. If you've been praying in tongues forever and nothing's happening, then maybe that's not exactly all what that means. Out of your belly, the inner man is where life is gonna flow. Jesus said that over and over and over. Your heart is where everything is the issue, okay? Does that help you guys? Now, you can pray in tongues, and it'll edify you with the right belief. Lord, you know what? I'm just gonna pray in my spirit, and I'm gonna pray in, 
Pray in my understanding. I'm going to pray in my tongues. I'm going to pray in understanding because I know that I don't need to worry about this thing. I'm going to cast my care to you. Trust that you'll do it. Now that'll edify me. That'll build me up. I'm not trying to get my faith above my unbelief. Right? Okay. So, cast all your care upon him. Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Yet uh, the teaching is... uh, Joe... Come on, man. Get your faith a little higher. The reason this isn't happening is you've got two things going on. You've got unbelief and belief. So until you get your act together and get your belief a little higher, I'm not going to move. I would call that dad a jerk. Yet that's what's from most pulpits. I hate it. I really do. I hate it. Because I used to believe that junk, and I'm like, it didn't work for me. Sounded good because you could boast in your efforts. Look at all these things I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, but it's not working for me. These people are dying. There's stuff's not happening in their life. So we don't have a high priest that does that kind of nonsense is what this says. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. I know you can't produce life in and of yourself. I need to do it for you. That's what he's trying to say here. You guys have heard, he's done everything he's going to do. Now it's up to our faith. Again, what a jerk of a dad. Right? Solomon, you're 17 now. You're out of the house. Everything I've ever done, you've learned now. Go for it. What a jerk. Right? Yet that's how we treat God. And that's why I don't like that teaching. I I hate it. Hey, listen. When you did nothing, that's what he's trying to do. And he saved you because he sent his son. Come on. Can't you trust in the faithfulness of the father that he will take you out of this situation? Rest in that. That's what he's trying to show you here. So, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, because that's true, because he's not going to hold anything against us. That's what he's saying. He's the perfect man, and all God needed was one man to be perfect so he can treat us as perfect. If that's all true, that's what he says. Therefore, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Why, wouldn't you, why would you be afraid to approach God? Shame, guilt, I'm a sinner. And he goes, no, you're not anymore. The scapegoat took your sin. Come boldly to the throne. You're a son in the father's house. You can go, dad, right? You guys get this? You see what the scripture's saying? So if we got any issue, what should we do? Take authority over it. Pray in tongues. Read your Bible more. <laughs> I'm just trying to, sorry, I'm trying to be humorous because if I turn the TV on for like, Five minutes, that's all I get. Do this more, do that more. I was like, God, I used to be happy. Don't confuse me with your facts, you know. He will, he, listen, he's saying he gets it. He was, a, he was the only one that could ever do this perfectly. Now, the first Adam got you into sin. The last Adam got you completely out. He rescued you. So now we can come boldly as if we have no shame. And I think that's the hardest part for us because we know, we know truly we're the ones who got us into this mess, right? We can boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Mercy is what? Mercy is you don't get what you deserve, man. You're gonna get something exceedingly abundantly beyond what you even think or ask. And grace is just magnified. The supernatural hyper grace. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? So, all right, let's finish this up. You can get to your feet. Does that help a little bit? So we'll finish it up in the next two weeks and go through it, the actual prayer. So here's how, here's, 
And some of you guys want to do this. Um, and he talks about three different things. He talks about your hands, etc. He calls it, don't worry about all that stuff if you're, if you're uncomfortable with it. Now, the science behind it, I truly believe. You know, when you go in James, it says, listen, if anybody needs anything, is uh, bring them to the elders and they'll lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, and what's going to happen? They'll be healed. Their body will start to function better because if you look at it, and Joe, we were talking about this earlier, he's an electrical engineer. All, my, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time. You go skiing and you don't wear a hat, what gets cold? Your head, your fingers, and your toes. If you look at an MRI of where energy is flowing out of your body, you know where it's going? Right here, your hands and the bottom of your feet. So if you, if you get all tweaked out about this, you know, that seems Eastern meditation, etc. cetera, no, then don't do it. Um, <laughs> all he's saying is, you know what? When you lay hands on your heart, when you lay hands on your head, when you lay hands on your crown of your head, you actually feel good. You feel good. So that's what he calls the, I forget what he calls that. What does he call that? He makes weird names. I wish I wouldn't do that, but I forget what he's called. What does he call this? The energy medicine tool. It sounds Eastern. It's just laying out of hands, right? Laying lay hands on somebody. Because guess what? Your cells are shut down right now because of guilt, shame, fear, worry. And all you're doing is adding energy to the cells so they can actually function, all right? And then the other part is the statements. And here's what they're showing you. If you're trying to go, I am healed, they can put you on that heart rate variability monitoring. Your internal stress spikes. It actually is shutting your body down even more. So what's the better prayer? Lord, I'm not going to worry about this because I'm going to trust your faithfulness. I desire to be healed. Now, your heart can handle that. If somebody's sick, they typically want to be healed, don't they? So your heart goes, yeah, I believe you believe that. You believe you want it. Your, your, your leg's hanging off and you go, but I am healed, I am healed. You watched Monty Python last night, right? And he's, he's jumping around going, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> well, how does he say that? He goes... It's only a flesh wound, right? He's, he's jumping around. Come here. What? Yeah, I've had worse. I've had worse. It's only a flesh wound. He's jumping around, you know? And there were 15 commandments, if you guys don't know that. There were 15. If you watch Monday Python, you found out what the first five happened. 15, 15. <laughs> 10, 10. <laughs> oh, I love that kind of stuff. That's just classic to me. I love it. It is funny to me. It pokes fun of religious Christians, which I just think is great. So I do, because listen, I grew up in that. And I'm like, what a, that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody. His love helps me. Lord, you love me? Oh, that gives me some rest. Because I, I, I would have a hard time loving me sometimes. She loves me. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. So. The statements are things like that, things that you can believe. Lord, I believe you love me enough that you'll heal me. Now, your, your heart can handle that. And I know the word of faith, they just rip that stuff apart. No, you need to this and that. And I go, man, your people are dying. Why don't you love them a little bit? Why don't you show them the Father's love a little bit? That he's not a high priest that's saying, hey, I, you didn't do this right. That's why you're not healed. No way. No way. So, and then the last one is really just, it's just prayer. It's really Philippians 4. So it's, it's simply this, guys. What's the biggest issue going on in your life? And if, you, if that was taken care of, what would you feel? It's always some internal thing, love, joy, peace. So it's not your lack of finances. That's just the symptom. That's the root cause is we believe that we're not worthy 
Um, we have guilt, we have shame, etc. And our, we can't think clearly, honestly. You can't have enough faith. You don't believe that whatever I put my hand to is just going to prosper. You, 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 you've gotten all this weird stuff like, well, your provision might be over there. And that's not what it says. The provision says, wherever I put my hand, I'm blessed whether I go into the house or out of the house, whether I'm in the country or in the city. I see people running all over because my provision moved. That is the story of Old Covenant and New Covenant. Hey, this Old Covenant went away, Elijah. Now, Elisha, there's going to be a new one. That old one's diminishing. <laughs> right. She says, that one's fading away. That's, that's all that's about. So don't worry about, did I hear you right, Lord? I don't care if you heard him right or not. Whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. Now, I'm persuaded of that. I'm persuaded of that. Why? Because he loves me. Follow me? What if I missed him? I'm not a high priest that holds that against you. I'm just trying to get all these charismatic teachings that are killing you out of you. So, if there's something going on in your life, what do we do? Hey, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, why don't we just ask the Holy Spirit to heal that part of our heart where the real issue is? <sighs> Lord, I can't believe. It's because you've been put under this legalism and you feel guilty, worried, anxious. You, your believer can't believe right now. Lily, you can't function. So he goes, I'm not going to hold you accountable. Let me heal your heart so you can function how I designed you. Does that help you guys? So I don't care what you're looking for is that's the issue. So if it's finances, just go, Lord, I don't know what the issue is. But whatever is causing this lack of finances in my life, heal my heart. Whatever is causing this thing in my body, I don't know what it is, just heal my heart. And I believe you love me enough, you'll do it. Now meditate on these things. That's what it says. Now think on these things. Things are lovely, pure, etc. Now what, people get weird about that too. What is that? When you, take, when you look at old photos or you go through something and you get something and it causes you to laugh, what happened? You're reminded of something. You could imagine something. All of you can do this. If you imagine something happy, you can imagine it, typically. Can't you? And you, So what you, you'll be riding around in the car, and all of a sudden, I'll start laughing, or she'll start laughing. We'll go, what? Because we were reminded of something that caused us to laugh. So it's as simple as that. If you have lack of love, find somewhere where you felt loved. And just picture that. Because all you're doing, that, that love frequency is really changing your heart so it can function right. It's canceling out the fear, and eventually the fear will go away, and you'll feel loved. That's it. Perfect love gets rid of the fear. Is that, is that is about as simple as I can make it? So let's stop worrying, me included. Amen? Because he's had 100% success rate in 25 years, and that's what I'm after, man. I'm after people living life and living it more abundantly. End of story. Not telling you to do anything more or do something less, because you'll find death in that. Does that help? All right, so let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. Oh, man, hopefully this makes sense. Because you don't want us to find love by what we do. You want us to find love by what you freely give to us, that you love us. You, you, we're in the family. You, you love us like a bride, and you love us like the best son in the world. You don't judge us for anything. You're not a high priest that holds anything back because we didn't do something right. We didn't pray right, fast right. We didn't read the Bible. We heard you wrong. We didn't, you, don't, you don't hold any of that against us. So we just come boldly to the throne of grace and just heal that part of our heart that's causing sickness, heal that part that's causing lack of finances, heal that part that's destroying our relationships, why we can't stay in a marriage, why we can't stay in a relationship, just heal it. We don't know what it is. We're going to stop trying to do it in our own effort, Lord, and just trust that our heart is a million times more powerful, that you, your spirit, your love for us will fix that part of our heart so that it becomes effortless. We just start to live the life that you're living through us. 
And that's really the intimacy you wanted. So Father, we thank you for supernatural healing in their hearts so that their finances are miraculously healed, their marriages are miraculously healed, their bodies are miraculously healed. They have wisdom, they have understanding. Things they didn't understand before just come naturally to them now. We just thank you for that. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You're released in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.